Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Another big week of AFL has come and gone. All of a sudden, we're at round 10. Jimmy Williams and Paul Hazelby, a very warm welcome to you, Hayes. Good morning, Jimmy. Great to be with you and all the listeners here. Can't wait for another big day of footy. It just keeps getting better. We've got the teams back. I love that back on Thursday night. Normally, I'd be digging the AFL, but today, I'm going to go easy on them because the fans have spoken and they got it back. It's a tradition, Hayes. Mm. Thursday night, all of the teams come out. You do your tips. You log on to the internet. You do your fantasy team. It makes it easy. They've lost touch with the fans and some of the traditions. Even the curtain raises. We used to love going to the football a little bit earlier and there has been a big drop off with the crowds too. You just wonder whether some people are missing some of those curtain raises. Plenty of big stories during the week, Hayes. Let's get into this. The Dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. It sure is. Dial before you dig the essential first step. And Hayes, this week you've been pretty fired up. It was built up frustration over a couple of weeks, maybe even a year through COVID. And uh, all I've been hearing is whinging from a lot of the AFL clubs, and in particular the coaches. Now, I'm not sure that they know that we're in a pandemic, that the AFL lost $23 million last year. And I'm not sure if they're aware that the crowds right now aren't turning up. But every time you listen to feedback and some of the commentary from the coaches, it's all negative. They've been bagging out the AFL about the reduction in the salary cap cost to the football departments. Now, for me, yep, it's been down 30%, Mm -hmm. and that's a big hit. It's going to have an effect. But there were comments made by Adam Simpson in regards to Willy Rioli that they had to make sure that, you know, they had enough resources for him to come back and made reference to some of those cuts, that because of the cuts, that might affect the ability for them to take on Willy Rioli. Well, Willy Rioli has to take some ownership of the decisions that he's made in his own life and he had all of the resources prior to COVID and that didn't make a difference. He still made some poor decisions. Mm -hmm. So that frustrated me and then there was Craig Vozzo also from the West Coast Eagles talking about the frustration of having so many injuries and also relating that back to the lack of pre-season that they had. Now that was come about because of COVID clearly but that hasn't had any effect this year on their injuries and I did make a point that maybe they didn't get their preseason program right with many of those players. And then there's Damien Hardwick, who was whinging about Marble Stadium. We forget that Marble Stadium played such an important part last year in the funding for the AFL because we lost $23 million. Hayes, that was going to be my dig. Not too long ago, the Richmond Football Club was selling home games Mm. in Cairns. If Richmond people aren't going to Marble Stadium, what have you got to say to 
their fans in Perth, in Adelaide, in places that aren't Melbourne. Well, it's an asset for the AFL. It hasn't been the best asset and it hasn't always worked out, but it's worth a fair bit and that's important and that's got them through some of the challenges that we've seen in recent times. So that was Damien Hardwick. It was also um, Brendan Gale, their CEO. So it's been happening all around the competition. I've had enough of it because I think they have an obligation, some of the coaches, to be positive, to try and get the fans back to the game, not to deter them and keep them away and just keep on whinging. It's a frustrating environment. We all know that. But if you're so worried about your staff and the workload that they're doing, then don't make them work so hard. Cut a few of their duties out. They're not earning as much, so cut some of their duties out. That they can control, and that's where I got frustrated. Jeez, Hayes, it's only been a couple of weeks, but I have never, ever seen you this fired up. Don't dig yourself into a hole. Lodge a free dial-before-you-dig inquiry. We were speaking about Damien Hardwick, but earlier this week, Carlin Hayes caught up with the Sydney coach, John Longmire, ahead of a blockbuster with the Dockers. That's next. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Yeah, good morning to you wherever you are listening from. Great to have your company. And Hayes, earlier this week, you and Carl were lucky enough to catch up with John Longmire, the coach of the Sydney Swans. Welcome, mate. How are you going? Good, Dent. How are you? Yeah, we're going really well. Well done in your season thus far. Um, it's been really good. And, uh, gee, knocking off Richmond the way that you did back earlier in the season at the MCG must have felt good. Yeah, it seems like a fair while ago. I mean, it's... Um, it... The season sort of once it starts, it gets going pretty quickly. But um, yeah, well, look, we had some uh, young fellows in particular that were really playing well in the first part of the season. We've lost a couple of those to injury, unfortunately. Um, but um, you know, they got off to a flyer. And and um, but as you know, as the season progresses, it's still you know we're still being able to find a way, and we've played some tight games, which is um, which has been good. Yeah, uh, rolling Brisbane, I think, was uh, terrific. Of course, that close one against Geelong, which are a well-credentialed football team, a lot of age to and a lot of experience. And I suppose the only disappointing game for me, anyway, horse up to this point, was the Gold Coast match. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was our, our most disappointing game to the season to, to date. So yeah, that was that was pretty disappointing. I mean, we've. Most of the other games, all the other games, we've been right in the hunt, including Melbourne. Um, but you know, as, as we know, the challenges keep keep coming, and um, you, you can't afford to stop. You, every week, it sort of comes around really quickly, and obviously on the plane and uh, head to Perth this week. And looking forward to a contest against the Dockers. Mate, have you have you been surprised a little bit about how well you've done, or not? Because you know, I I didn't uh, think that you'd turn it around as quickly as you have, because you'd been down the the bottom part of the ladder a little bit. But um, you know, how how have you seen the progress of the boys? Oh, well, it's only been the two years, so um, and um, and we've had you know significant injuries to some really good players over those two years, and I think that makes a you know makes a bit of a difference. But um, we've been able to you know bring on the younger players, and and they've been able to come in and uh, and 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 really make it um, an impact straight away, which has been important for us because that increases your depth and increases how competitive you are, particularly the three draftees that we got last year. So. Um, you know, it's a combination of a few things, but um, as I said, you've got to keep going. You do. Warner, Wicks, McLean, Florent, mm-hmm. Rowbottom, Mills, Hayward all playing a good role this year. And Isaac Heaney back into the team as well. He's had some injury concerns, but when he's fit and right, he's one of the stars of the competition, no doubt, for you. Yeah, he is. Look, um, you know, talk about the injuries. I mean, Franklin didn't play last year and Heaney missed a significant part. Rampy, uh, Kennedy, those guys missed a fair bit of footy last year, so... Um, you know, Isaac's uh, played some really good footy for us. He got injured a few weeks ago and um, and then had uh, the Melbourne game off and then came back last week and was, was really good for us. He's a, he's a class player. As, 
uh, as we know, but he's, he just needs a good run at it with his body. And when he gets a good run at it, he's, um, you know, he, he certainly adds to our team. No question about that. We could say the same about Buddy Franklin. How do you see him performing at the moment in his reintroduction to AFL? And last time he came to Perth, there were some concerns with this ground. He, he obviously didn't play for a few weeks after that. Was that of a concern to bring him back here or has all that gone away now? Oh, from from what we've heard, we think it's uh, the surfaces. You know, we've been adjusted, and 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 um, you know that's all we can go on. And and we, you know, he goes to Perth this week. We're looking forward to a good, strong contest. I mean, he um, he was in really good training form and and played against CWS Kick Five, and then unfortunately got that um, knock to his leg, and and uh, that set him back a couple of weeks, uh, both in a training sense and playing sense. So he's just getting going now from from that again. And you know we're we're looking forward. We're confident that uh, the more footy he gets under his belt, both at training, importantly, and then and then during games, that's the outcome of what he's able to do during the week. And the more he's able to do during the week, the better he'll be. Don't go anywhere. More from the Swans coach after this. Off the bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Hayes, there's no doubt that Lance Buddy Franklin is the biggest ticket in town and he comes to face the Dockers tonight. But you've been more impressed with John Longmire's right-hand man, Don Pike. Good senior assistant coaches are hard to come by and you've got one this year in Don Pike and we've heard that Justin Lepich is in a bit of demand for next season. How influential has he been coming in and, and how good is it to have somebody that's been in that hot seat before? Oh, I think it's um, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, he's been out, absolutely outstanding for us. Um, I thought he'd be really good. I mean, that's why we went hard for him. And we we understood last year when there was so much, so many people being cut from football departments that um, it would mean more than ever that you'd have to have really good people and people that are experienced and and uh, are good at a number of different jobs. And you know, obviously being a senior coach, um, you get no more rounded person than than Pikey. And um, he's been brilliant for us. Um, he's really good. He's He's measured. He understands the game. He, you know, understands the, the the players. He's done a number of different jobs in football, and um, you know, to have a player, uh, sorry, a person that's been in the hot seat as a, as a senior coach is um, just invaluable. Absolutely fantastic. Now, as part of the deal, did uh, it include a golf club membership? And uh, if so, which one? <laughs> and and if not, has he improved your golf swing, mate? Because he can hit a golf ball. Yeah, he sure can. He told us he was off scratch for a while and I think there was a few doubts I mean I'm I'm at the other whatever the opposite of scratch is that's what I am so um, I'm shocking at it I I'm not even going to venture out in the course but he, he keeps telling everyone he's off scratch and I've you know I've heard that he's going quite well he's I think he's just joined up at a club over here and um He's uh, he went out with a hit with a few of the boys yesterday. I think he did pretty well, so he, he can certainly hit it. Well, the other big bloke you seconded across from uh, West Coast as well, Dean Cox, mate. I have I reckon I saw him hit one three hundred meters one day, and I'm not I'm not exaggerating. It went forever. It was unbelievable. It might have been the only one he's ever hit that far. Um, <laughs> I haven't heard him. I haven't heard him hit too many that far since then. Mate, back onto the footy. Um, obviously, Fremantle, uh, you're going to make it very, very difficult for them in their season if you can come over here and beat them. And gee, mate, they've been really competitive. They've had some close losses, which really have cost them up to this point. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we looked at you know look at them obviously closely during the week. I think they've had the six most scoring shots, and and so they've had a, a lot of the balls to, to be able to. You know, hit the scoreboard, and and um, you know they've got a great mix of of youth and experience throughout the whole team, and particularly the midfield. And 
And um, yeah, we just you know we really like the way they play. As far as they're, they're going to be really competitive, so we need to bring our best, and we're looking forward to that. Do you reckon Fife's due to kick a couple of goals? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> not <this week. laughs> um, he's uh, he's a, he's still a dangerous player. I mean, he and Mundy are um, you know having great seasons. You know, Mundy he's, he's been you know very damaging forward to centre, and um, they're two really experienced players amongst a really good youthful midfield. What about Caleb Sarong? He's been doing a few tagging roles and there was a few off-the-ball incidents that, uh, of course, Essendon weren't too happy about. But who do you expect him to go to? Oh, no, I don't know, really. I mean, I think it's always hard enough to coach my own team, let alone coach someone else's. <laughs> so, uh, um, it's, uh, uh, I've got no idea what he'll, what he'll do. He, he went to Luke Parker last year, I think, and uh, whether he goes there this, this year or not, I'm not too sure. He's a good player, though. Um, mm. He's a real competitor. And, um, you know, we liked him coming through the under-18s and, you know, he's, he's just gone on and on, right on with the job. Yeah, great to hear from John Longmire, the Sydney Swans coach there. They play the Dockers tonight. It's going to be a blockbuster at Optus Stadium. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Round 10 of the AFL this week, and there are numerous outs for both of the West Coast Eagles and the Fremantle Dockers. They'll be without some star players for this weekend's matches, Hayes. Another calf issue for the Fremantle Dockers, and another young player, too, with a calf. You don't see that much. Cherry's had it before, and now Andrew Brayshaw is out. The other big injury, of course, for the West Coast Eagles is that of Jeremy McGovern. He hasn't had a great run this year. He is likely to miss a few weeks with that knee complaint as well. But just going back to the Dockers, uh, some interesting talk throughout the week about Adam Chera, that uh, he's weighing up his options. And to me, an outsider looking in, it doesn't look good. I think there's going to be plenty of interest for him to go back to Melbourne. Maybe more money, maybe a longer deal. But I think that's okay. I think Fremantle need to hold firm in what he's worth and not overpay. Completely agree with you, Hayes. But for mine, the longer it goes on and he doesn't sign on that dollar line to stay with Fremantle the more likely, I think, he's going to a Victorian club. It's just about what he's worth. Now, he was picked number five going back four years ago. He's done the hard yards. He's now got into a position where he's a good player in the competition. He's probably worth between seven and 15, I would think, for the Fremantle Dockers. They would probably want pick five. That's what they paid, and he's a better player than when they got him. But I'm not sure a club will give up pick five for Adam Chera. But if they could get around pick 10, I think you certainly entertain that, particularly given... Here in WA and around the country, it looks like it's going to be a good year for some key position targets. And I think Fremantle just need to add one gun with an early pick next year. Well, it's interesting. You go back to that draft where they took Adam Chera and Andy Brayshaw and they passed up Aaron Norton and, of course, Oscar Allen, who made his mm. way to the West Coast Eagles. So I think you're dead right. I think they're going to be looking for a key target just to complement that group of midfielders that they've built and they've also traded into the football club a weather and sport forecast for elgas call elgas 131161 hayes let's run through our tips for round 10 carlton taking on the hawks i think carlton will be too strong very disappointed with the hawks it looks like it's going to be a, a very long rebuild for them so i'm going the blues also tipping carlton the cats they take on the gold coast suns the suns were terrible they they lost oh. my trust last week and once you lose my trust i never pick you again. So I think the Cats down there in Geelong will be too strong. In Geelong, Geelong by a long way. Adelaide Crows at home to the Demons. The Demons flying on top of the ladder and they'll keep on winning. Adelaide have been good. They showed signs with their young group last week, but the Ds will just be a little bit too strong in Adelaide. Interesting game this one. The Western Bulldogs taking on the Saints. Still no Tim English coming back with his concussion. I think the Bulldogs will be too strong, but there is some good ins for the Saints. 
Yeah, but they lose Rowan Marshall, Hayes, and he's so integral to the way they set up around the footy, especially at stoppages. I like the dogs in this one. Fremantle taking on the Sydney Swans. Luke Ryan back for the Dockers. I'm going to select Fremantle. I think they'll be too good at home. Highly rated amongst the players and the fans, Luke Ryan. The Sydney Swans are the favourites for this game, Hayes, and I think they're going to come here and they're going to put a massive dent in Fremantle season. I'm picking the Swans. Right, oh, tomorrow's game is the Giant taking on the West Coast Eagles. I'm going to go with the West Coast Eagles. Too much talent in their front half and their midfield is going well. Good to see Elliot Yo too back in the reserves. Who are you going in that game? Going to pick the Giants. Collingwood taking on Port Adelaide. I think Port Adelaide, after a disappointing week last week, should be too good for Collingwood, and the pressure is going to be heaped onto Nathan Buckley once again. They've got to get a win away from Adelaide. I know they lost in Adelaide last week, but I like Port Adelaide at the MCG here. And we finish off with the Bombers taking on the Kangaroos. They'll be happy with themselves, the Roos. They got their first win in a very long time, but the Bombers just quietly building something nice. Yeah, they have a really exciting young list, don't they, Hayes? But uh, I went a week early with North Melbourne upset Collingwood two weeks ago on my first show of Off the Bench. And I should have picked them last week against Hawthorne. I can't believe I didn't. I'm going to pick North Melbourne to upset the Bombers. There's our tips for round 10. Get $80 in LPG account credits. Call Elgas 131161. Thanks for listening to Off the Bench. Enjoy the footy for round 10. It's Ty Power's Big Footy Final Sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy Final Sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.